0: Are they going to pack the palace?
1: Oh yeah, they're going to pack the palace. What do you Especially think they play this song? That'll get me to pack the palace. We finally bought tickets today. By the way,
0: did you have to sit with the common folk?
1: Yep, 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 yep. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. It's all good.
0: Are you in trouble for waiting so long that you couldn't get the South End Zone seats?
1: <laughs> yeah, man, probably. Let <laughs> me get back to you on that. Actually. <laughs>
0: Is that, so, how does that work? Is it just general admission? it's just
1: general admission. So, First I'm, I'm, I'm curious surf? to see when those lines are going to start piling up for for the good seats, man. Probably probably pretty early. Yeah. So, I might have to cut my uh, campus corner activities down a little bit prior to the game. We'll, we'll be out on campus corner somewhere, by the way, for pregame. Once that sets, uh, I'll let everyone know. Better come by and say hi. Okay. Or, or else.
0: There's been a heavy push to pack the Palace. All right, we hear the players saying it. We've heard the coaching staff say it. They're putting out tweets and graphics and all kinds of stuff to hashtag Pack the Palace. Give me an honest estimate of what you think. and We have to assume it's going to be um, a normal weather day.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I can't operate under that assumption. A normal weather day means we don't argument, know what I it will. is,
0: but <laughs> Let's just, let's, for the sake of the argument, let's assume it's a nice spring day.
1: And what did we say that the highest was previously? Do do we remember what that number was? Fifty. Was it 50? Yeah, it was It was around 50. I think, um, I think that 68 is a very doable number. And if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that 68,000 is the number.
0: Why 68,000?
1: I don't really know. Um... I was going to settle on sixty-five. I didn't want to steal your thunder and say sixty-nine thousand, so I settled for sixty-eight instead. I can bump it up to seventy. Let's just say, let's just seventy. How about that?
0: What does the lower bowl hold?
1: I, I don't know what that individual. Well, holds. you have
0: to. You have to know. You have to say.
1: I have no idea how much just the lower bowl holds. Who knows that? There's no normal fan that knows that.
0: There's no normal fan that knows that? I don't
1: think so. The text line's going to spout off that they think that they know it, but I don't think they know that offhand. Well,
0: it held 74 or 75 before the east side upper deck came into play. So my guess is probably, is there 10,000 in the upper deck on the west
1: side? Yeah, I think so.
0: You think so? Yeah, or? I, I don't... I,
1: what What are we getting at here with guessing the, what the lower bowl is? Let's just say 60,000 is the lower bowl. How about well, that? Well, because
0: I'm saying is if if your number hits at 68K, I feel like that's that's probably really close to, like, packing the lower bowl.
1: I think the, the lower bowl will be packed. Really? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think a lot of people are going to show up um, just... You know, seeing Twitter interaction, people saying that they bought their spring game tickets, the excitement, the push, everyone is—I think pretty much everyone—is willing to help out this program right now. Especially mm-hmm. when it comes to Brent Venables, it'll be the best spring game crowd. And I don't think it'll be that close.
0: I agree. I—I I think the fifty thousand mark that we um, that we claimed one year, I think that was—you was generous, d- very generous. Yeah very generous, but man, if they if they pack the lower bowl and there's 60 I, plus I really, thousand I, people I, there I,
1: Seriously, I, I think that they will pack the lower bowl because it's really everyone's first opportunity. It's not a real game but it's your first opportunity to see Brent Venables in, in action and I think the excitement is they bottled it up for the past two months
0: Venables Lebby Dylan Gabriel uh Baker Mayfield statue Dude, it,
1: it's the it's the it's the perfect spring game OU fans we've talked about this a lot when OU fans are called out or called upon they routinely answer the bell every single time and so you've been you've been asked here like come on guys we need your support for the spring game there's going to be a lot of recruits here all that stuff please please show up all right OU fans heard that they'll show up for that you got a new coach you got a new OC, you got a new quarterback, Baker's coming back. Like, dude, seriously. Like the normal fan, if you are ever going to go to a spring game, I feel like this is the year that pretty much everyone would go to a spring game. Yeah. I yeah. think they it, it it will shatter the attendance record of what was the, the the previously most attended spring game.
0: I hope you're right. I think it's I think it's going to be worth seeing. I think I think folks are going to Going to enjoy what they see out there. There's going to be some good stuff. It's going to look a little different. um, But you still have an opportunity for some wow moments and uh, to see some new faces out there, obviously, on the the coaching staff, on the field. But the big thing is – well, I guess the big thing is the game, but also having Baker there with the statue is going to be awesome.
1: Text line says it would be a massive disappointment if that lower bowl isn't packed. I think the upper decks will have fans. I I agree – on both sides of that, I it, it will be a massive disappointment if it's not packed in the lower bowl, and I also think that there will be fans in the upper deck. I just hope I'm not one of those fans. Well,
0: I think there'll be fans in the upper deck just because before you pack the lower bowl, like, people are going to try and stay as spread out as possible, right? I. In order to have general admission where you've got 68,000 people trying to find seats like that. It's going to be tough, man. That could be a disaster, (laughs) actually.
1: I'm with Tyler at 70, but it'll look full because people spread out more when it's general seating.
0: Yeah. Yep, I agree. Hmm. Well, man, if they have numbers that good. That would be that would be something. And special. also,
1: it's not on. You can't just say, "Oh, I'll watch it on uh, Bally Sports." Ah, well, I'll yeah. watch just watch it on ESPN. I mean, there's no real TV available for it, so you're kind of TV's going to be
0: on what Sooner Sports Network,
1: Sooner Sports TV, Sooner yeah. Sports TV. And they're going to re-air it uh, on Bally at a later date. Yeah, is that because they don't trust Bally to get it on? At the probably, same time? maybe that's
0: probably the case. Uh, I just I hope we get a good weather day. Which, by the way. Did you see the weather for next Wednesday?
1: Uh, we got another freeze coming.
0: No, we got what one I saw on Reed Timmer's feed oh, says no. it's one of the biggest possibilities for tornado outbreaks that they've seen in a long in time this, in this area of the country. It covers from like North Texas all the way up to Nebraska. Like, jeez, it's yeah. Okay, so.
1: we'll be hashtag weather aware then.
0: Severe weather season, baby.
1: David Payne will be hyping that up all week long.
0: (laughs) Just saying, you can't see this anywhere else, folks.
1: Uh, What happened at practice today? You were there. Was it as physical as the previous practice you were at? Is that that just kind of the the name of the game right now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Super physical. Super uh, intense. It was, you know, they had some good short yardage periods, some moving the ball periods. Um I think that I think it's going to be one of those things where it mirrors the the spring game in a sense that I think there's going to be some moments where the defense looks good, but I think there's going to be some moments where the offense makes some plays. Like I would be shocked in with with the way that they've got things broken up, and I don't know how they're going to do it necessarily for the spring game, but I'd be shocked if one day or one side of the ball just had a huge day and the other. Was disappointing. I think it'll be yeah I
1: think it'll be pretty even. You'll probably have a couple highlight plays from the offense, but you're gonna see the defense get to the quarterback at times.
0: yep, sure. yep, yep, yep yep. Um, I thought I thought at times the the d line looked pretty strong. They had some good stuff going up front. Um, they pressured the quarterback a couple of times, but in some of the running game stuff, I thought the offensive line. Uh, looked pretty physical pretty dominant
1: who was uh some of the better pass rushers on the d line backers whatever who's who's getting the quarterback
0: <sighs> um hard to say i i don't i can 't remember who they were Like, no one specifically, specifically
1: like stood out it wasn 't like oboe getting there every single play well it's
0: it 's hard to tell because those guys rotate a ton and yeah i it it wasn 't just one guy getting there every time there was they had wins coming from a bunch of different spots. I, I say a bunch. There were there were several different guys that had wins. It's not like the offensive line was just getting destroyed. I, I don't want to make it sound like that. But um there there was a couple of guys that had some nice wins out there.
1: Your quarterback Dylan Gabriel just looks like a calm, cool, collected guy. It doesn't seem like really anything is going to face him this year. It's the, well, yeah, I mean, he hasn't faced the level of defense that he's going to face in the Big 12. I mean, he did face Cincinnati in the American, but I do think that that's fair for the most part. I just, re- regardless of what happens, and I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman, but it doesn't look like too many things to face this guy.
0: No, he's...
1: just I mean, just his personality more than anything.
0: He's got a really good demeanor. Um He's commanding, but at the same time, he's—it's not like he's an overwhelming personality out there. He's got a smooth style to him. He moves around well, sees the field well. He's got a nice, smooth, accurate throwing motion. Throws a good deep ball. Um, I like, and he's—he's he's athletic. He moves well. He gets outside the pocket well. They run boots with him. They run sprint passes with him. Uh, he gets out and creates on his own. I, I I like what I've seen so far from Dylan Gabriel.
1: Are we um I mean we know that he's on the roster and we know that he's played a lot of ball and we expect him to have a nice year, but are we underestimating the true impact that Braden Willis is gonna have on the offense this year or yeah. nah?
0: Yeah. I think he's gonna have a, a huge impact. I do. Now I I don't know. I don't know statistically, I like, like what the threshold is for having a huge impact. I'm trying to think back to, I think Andrews caught sixty some balls in 2017, isn't that right?
1: Yeah, he won the Mackey Award. I think that's right. Seems like about half of those were going for touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I think he caught sixty some balls. I'd be surprised if Braden Willis had like those type of numbers. Because I think we're going to be a really heavy run team. I think we're going to spread the ball around quite a bit. Um, so I I I don't. It's hard to really put like the statistic number on it. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think he's going to have a big impact. And you know, I've talked to Lebby about him, and Lebby loves him. And I think that I think there's been a lot of personal growth that has gone on with Braden Willis over the last, call it, five months. And I, I think he's poised to have just a fantastic season.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Um, I Like you said, I don't think anyone's going to say that he's going to have 2017 Mark Andrews numbers, but he could be. I mean, is is 30 catches? I mean, is that realistic for him this year?
0: Yeah, I think so. Andrews caught 62 passes, which is number one on the team, 958 yards, which was... Did
1: he have double-digit touchdowns?
0: He had eight touchdowns, which was most on the team receiving. Jeez. And he was he was within just over 100 yards of Marquise Brown, who was 1095 uh, as the leading yards receiver, so... That was an awesome year. Yeah, buddy. I don't know
1: if OU is going to have a tight end in the future that can uh, touch those numbers from Mark Andrews. That's going to be pretty tough.
0: Yeah, I'd say that, you know, I just thinking, who – what's Stogner? Stogner had a, a good year in 2020. 2020,
1: yeah, but he got hurt in that Kansas game. But he was having a pretty nice year.
0: He had 26 – he caught 26 balls. Yeah. And that's probably, what, through two-thirds of the season maybe or maybe three-quarters of the season – so I would say, I would say he's – yeah, I'd say 30-some passes between 30 and 40 is a, is a good starting point. But, you know, just like anything else, if, if the year gets rolling and he's making a big impact and whenever they go to him it's super productive – You're going to see it more.
1: Tight end is one of the more interesting positions on the team just because you have someone like Braden Willis who could be the breakout star on the offense. But you also have something at that position that you haven't had in a while. And I was talking to Parker about this during locked in today. I was trying to think of the last time OU had a tight end that could put his hand in the dirt and just run someone over as a blocker. Seems like they have that right now with the Mizzou transfer, Daniel Parker, six foot two, two thirty nine. That dude's big. He can run people over. You're shaking your head right now. I don't know if you saw that today, but you did see that today. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And here's what's great. Just because of the nature of Levy's offense, the tight end is gonna be in the slot a lot. I mean, we that's not just that's pretty much you know, NFL, college-wide, that you're going to see that. The tight end in the slot, two-by-two formations, even in in trips, they'll be out there. And he is a bulldozer in the slot, whether it's a backer or a nickel-type body out there or a safety. He punishes the slot in the run game. Like, whenever they run and they bounce something, run a perimeter run or they run like a a swing pass or a bubble or tunnel, and he is in the slot blocking, buddy, he is a road grader.
1: It was uh, Joe John Finley today telling a story about him blocking someone from Florida in the swamp last year into a group of cheerleaders. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So this dude's – but when's the last time OU had that type of tight end on the roster? They've had good tight end play in the past, but their main role is to – you know, be in the middle of the field and, and catch footballs. When's the last time they had a hand-in-the-dirt dude that could just roll someone over?
0: Brody Eldridge?
1: That's a long time ago, man.
0: But I'm, I'm sure there's been some since then.
1: I thought of Blake Bell. Um,
0: he didn't do that at OU. He
1: didn't – yeah, I mean, but, like, style-wise he could have done that. But you're right, he didn't do that at OU. Mark and Andrews a did it some
0: – Mark Andrews did it some. They they moved him there his senior year just to get some film of him, you know, playing an inline tight end like you would in the NFL, and he did pretty good with it. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on.
1: There you go. Anything you take out of that uh, comment there from Joe John?
0: Well, um, I it just it just sounds like they are doing a lot of the right things, and that's resulting in great buy-in from the team. And I there's it seems to me a perfect balance of going on. Of it is a really demanding environment. The spring has been uh, physical and tough. We heard Coach Stoops talking about the amount of contact and tackling that's gone on. Um, super demanding, but at the same time, there's, there's a, lot of, um, a lot of other things like just the personal development and as Venables always talks about, the holistic approach, just being able to talk to the guys about anything, open door, I mean, every coach says they've got an open door to their players, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. And whenever you hear Coach Venables talk, it's exactly what he wants and emphasizes that and welcomes that to a level that I've never seen before. So I think it's just a, a total all-around approach, and it's I think it's worked out well.
1: This team will face adversity at some point during the year. I mean, we got to expect that. But, man, if – they get through that early three game stretch, if they go to Nebraska and win, follow that up with a win at home against Kansas State and then beat Texas and Dallas, if they can get through those three games, start off 5 and 0, watch out man. I feel like this team could really take off. The buy-in factor is already high, but mm-hmm. if there's real success to show along with it as well, this team, this team could get pretty hot towards the the middle portion of the season.
0: Yeah. Yep. I I totally agree with that, you know. I don't know I don't know where they rank nationally as far as by talented teams. Um they're not they're not in the top 5.
1: Alabama just to me is such a huge favorite this year to win the Natty. Um, I mean it's it's hard to put anyone like Ohio State would be the closest thing, but I think Bama's a, a lot more talented than Ohio State is. But there's definitely tiers in the sport. Um could OU be in the next tier behind Bama and Ohio State? I think they could be potentially.
0: Well, just kind of looking at right, where last year finished. And I'm I'm not talking about how good the team is. I'm talking about talent just like on the roster. Georgia, and these are the teams that I think are better roster wise. Georgia, Alabama, um, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Clemson.
1: Is that it? Did I say Notre Dame? You didn't say Notre Dame. I did not? No, you did not. You said Georgia, Bama, Michigan, which I'm like, "Eh, okay, we'll see. Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Six schools.
0: Six schools. Um is there another
1: one in I don't I I don't think there's no one in the Pac twelve to me, not Utah. Um I'm I'm a little bit like I'm good with most of those. Michigan though. I realize they made the playoff last year, but lost a lot of talent. We'll see how they replenish it. What about A and M? Um now I'm not too many unknowns with I'm not
0: talking about how good their team is. I'm just talking about talent. Like what they've got on roster. Um maybe AM, maybe LSU.
1: I don't think LSU. It's it's five to six teams is is what we're talking about here.
0: Yeah. Um so they're not gonna be ahead of those teams. They're not behind by far, but you know, they're behind there. That doesn't eliminate you from winning a championship. But I guess what I'm saying is preseason you would not look at this team and say "I look at who we have coming back and what we've got out of the transfer portal that this is a a team poised to win a championship. Also, if you just throw in that it's first year in a defense, first year in an offense, this would not be a team that you, you pick to win a championship. But things happen teams get hot and you know there could be some of that that fight and scrap to this squad to where maybe it's an overachieving bunch. And what
1: does overachieving mean? National I, championship game. Win a playoff game.
0: Yeah, and it may even be it may even be I win the conference, get into a playoff game and and like be right there competitive with sure. with like an Alabama or an Ohio State or one of the really top favorites like just to prove that you belong on the field with them instead of getting run out of the the Yeah, place like I mean
1: it's interesting like a year ago all we were doing is you know kind of looking at the rest of the landscape in college football and saying okay well Bama's reloading, Clemson's reloading, Ohio State's reloading. I mean, you remember the narrative from last year. This is the year if you're going to break through, well, you didn't take advantage of the opportunity, and Georgia did. But if you look at the country, the rest of the country this year, and maybe some will, someone will emerge. I'm sure that's going to happen. But as it sits right now, Alabama's the best team. I think Ohio State's number two. Outside that, there are two wide-open spots for the college football playoff. Okay. And I don't think it right now that OU is ready to win a college football playoff game. But what you're saying is teams get hot, things happen. And I, I don't know, dude, if no one else does emerge, if you're able to avoid Alabama and Ohio State in the first round, if you make it to a semifinal game, you wouldn't feel terrible about your chances at this point.
0: Well, I, I think that I think Lebby's offense is going to be potent no matter who they play. I do, and especially by the end of the season, I think that they're they're gonna they're gonna get good, they're gonna get fast, they're gonna get efficient, they're gonna be good running the ball. Um, so I think that they're gonna be a dangerous offense. The question is, in one year, under talented, under experienced, is there any way Venable's would be able to put together a defense? that can allow them to stay on the field with an Alabama or Ohio State because those two offenses are going to be elite no for sure man it doesn't year. look
1: like it now but i mean you don't have to have that defense in september you got to have it in what late december january and it's a lot of time between now and then but a lot of strides would would have to happen
0: i'll tell you what's crazy
1: you know i
0: i was right there last year talking about, hey, if you're gonna go make a run at a championship, this is the year to do it. If you're OU, let's go. What do you got? Um and it is it is just it is apparent to me. And you know, a lot of the things that Venables is like dialing in and focusing on are things that I've complained about forever but i have i'd slowly been rocked into this like position of falling asleep on all these things and thinking well i don't know maybe they don't matter you know maybe that's just maybe that's just me being old school and like you just flat out can't do that anymore and those things just don't matter the only thing that matters is can you somehow get more talent than everyone else. And, you know, can, can your quarterback go win the thing? But from what I've witnessed over the last three months, it is abundantly obvious and clear and in your face that all of those things, in fact, do matter and do matter on a massive scale. And it helps to be the most talented team but I no longer believe that you have to be the most talented team to win a championship.
1: Well those details matter now more than ever. Yeah. I mean it's not necessarily the expect expectation, I think, of kids today like it was maybe twenty years ago. Yeah, it matters now more than it ever has.
0: Yeah. I I You gotta have talent. I'm not sitting here trying to convince people that you don't have to have talent. You do. You gotta have you gotta have some really, really good players. But I guess what I what i mean to say is the really really good players whenever all of the other stuff around the program is totally buttoned up they're gonna emerge and they're gonna emerge from guys that you would have never guessed are elite division 1 Power five college football players. Sure. And I think that's going to happen.
1: Let me get to a few texts here. Uh, This has to be a relative of yours. I hate big crowds of people, and I consider taking my son to the spring game. I'm not going, but I seriously considered it with all the push to attend. Hey, That has to be your brother.
0: I think that's big. If Mm -hmm. if we have a – I hate big – crowds guy and he was actually considering uh going up there that I feel like that the message
1: 90,000 will show up oh,
0: that means the message is resonating out there no
1: matter what happens next year listening to you guys I already know one thing we will not have to worry about and will be better at under Britt Venables that's physicality
0: uh, yes I'm telling you that right now yes 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 and yes
1: uh, do you think that OU will be able to run the ball in crunch time in a playoff game this year?
0: This year, well, it depends who that playoff game is against. You know, I, I, no, no, I, I think that they're, I think they're going to. It's, it's not just going to happen. And I could, I could change my mind. Right, they could make that much progress in, in that little of time, but. I can't can't make that leap as of right now.
1: Boy, for as much as you guys have pumped up the higher BV, your expectations sure aren't high. What do you mean? I think that they're going to win the Big 12, double-digit regular season wins, and a New Year's Six bowl game, and potentially even a college football playoff berth. My my expectations are high. Yeah. Well, my
0: expectations are high. I think they're going to win a national championship, Within, within three years, I mean that's high expectations. I'm just, I'm, I'm realistic on, on how difficult it is. You know, I played for Venables twenty years ago, and as a freshman, I knew jack squat. As a sophomore, it took me towards the end of that year middle to end of that year to really start understanding what was happening out there and then after that I got it and I knew the system and I could function in the system without a hitch uh, not not that I didn't make mistakes you make mistakes but you you understand the concepts and what's going on out there like asking a team to grasp all of that that it takes In just one year, and I know these guys. There's some guys out there that have played a lot of college football, but asking them to totally learn an entirely new system. And I'll tell you right now, this new system, defensively, mentally, and physically, is far more demanding than what they were doing last year. Oh
1: yeah, I'm sure. It's asking
0: a lot more of those guys. So I'm just I'm I'm realistic that maybe it all doesn't catch. And, and catch fire in the first season. But I think they're gonna win the Big Twelve and like you I think they're gonna either be a a New Year six or a playoff team. And I mean that's that's pretty daggum high expectations. But to say that uh in You know, in less than a year that Venables is gonna break through and go knock down Ohio State, Alabama or Georgia. that's, That's just that's just ridiculous, like to to have that type of expectation right out of the gate. All right. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up, stay tuned.
1: Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. Still time for you to get in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. I uh, did a massive viral earlier today when I read the headline of a story That basically says, here's what Steve Sarkeesian is saying on the quarterback battle in Texas. Quit calling it a quarterback battle in Texas this offseason. There is not a quarterback battle in Texas this offseason. And I think it's really unfair to Hudson Card to lead on that there's any sort of a competition happening uh, before the season starts. So
0: you think they're just going to hand it over to the Skewers, kid? Yes,
1: they've already handed it to him. Hmm, okay. uh, how much money that they're paying him? Yes, and you know how it works down there. Best guy doesn't win the job. The highest paid guy wins the job. Not seriously. It's not. That's not a quarterback battle that's happening there.
0: I did see someone joke. Uh, posted it on uh, the Twitter social media app. A uh, quick little vidya of yours throwing a nice little go ball. Look good. Yeah. Pretty good.
1: Did it look better than that Braden Willis catch today? Two feet in touchdown. Uh, nap, it did not. It did you did. give him a high five after that touchdown? No, oh, okay.
0: No, don't, I can't, not touching any of the players. Don't want to insert myself into the drill at all. Um, I may have done a flying chest bump though. Nice, you know. <laughs> good, nice, no, good
1: to hear you and a uh, schmitty out there giving uh chest bumps yeah uh but it's not a quarterback battle so in what Texas. did
0: Sarkeesian say i don't know
1: That's, i didn't even read it because there's not uh. it's, <laughs> they've already decided who their quarterback's going to be
0: maybe he said well i think it's closer than you guys uh know it's out closer there closer
1: than you guys think <laughs> now nah, he said something about well Bo's. Possess unique qualities, and you know both have really lively on. He was like you know total coach speed. Okay, thanks, Sark. Moving along.
0: Yeah. So you think it's it's yours? And
1: yeah, everyone thinks it's yours.
0: Okay. Well, what do you expect from the kid this season? Then.
1: Um, I expect him to <laughs> underwhelm, just like every other Texas quarterback that's played since Colt McCoy. Right. He does have some nice receivers to throw to, including Xavier Worthy. All right, well, let me ask you this, because
0: last year, statistically, the Thompson kid had a pretty good year. He was a 63% completion guy, 24 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Where's Ewers going to stack up in comparison to those numbers?
1: Which, by the way, highly pathetic. Those aren't terrible quarterback numbers, and they still – were a 5-7 and seven football team last year. Normally when you're 5-7, and seven, it means the quarterback play was god-awful, but Casey Thompson wasn't bad. They still found a way to lose seven games. I think that says a lot about their football team. Uh, Quinn Ewers, I mean, he'll have, he'll have I, I guess, better numbers, if you want to call it that. But I also think that he's going to be defined by having some blow-up games this year. I don't think he's going to have a great game against Alabama. I can definitely see him struggling against Baylor this year. I think he's going to be one of those guys, Teddy, that when the pressure's off and the opponents aren't that tough, that he's capable of throwing up 400 yards. But when he faces a good defense and the going gets tough, I think he's really going to struggle. I think that'll be the story of his year.
0: Okay. Um, 65% completion over-under for uh, Skewers.
1: Um, I'll give him 66.
0: Over. 25 touchdowns over under.
1: I'll give him 26. Over? Barely over.
0: 10 interceptions over under. Oh, I'll
1: give him over that one.
0: Over, okay. Oh, yeah. 3000 yards passing.
1: Uh dead on balls accurate.
0: Okay. Those are pretty good numbers, except for the turnovers. If he turns it over a lot, that's going to be difficult to overcome.
1: Well, last year shows you, you can have good quarterback numbers and still be a bad football team.
0: They, if he's if he's legit, if he's a legit quarterback, and like, it shows right away, buddy, they are set up to have, like, skill position wise, they've got some dudes coming back. They're going to be set. At running back, wide receiver. So,
1: interesting to see how it plays out. Can you handle success? Can you bring it week in and week out? Yeah, that's been a uh, big issue for the University of Texas. Yeah, uh, going back several years now. I mean, you get a pretty—it's pretty up and down on what performance you're going to get on a uh, on a weekly basis.
0: Is uh, Bijan Robinson going to lead the conference in rushing?
1: And- yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Just because he's the kind of like the feature back in the league, they'll get him a ton of touches. Yeah. If you're gonna go out having a bad year, at, you know, back to back bad years, you better do it, you know, having B. John Robinson touch the football as much as possible. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I my guess is I don't even know who it is, but the Baylor Bears running back is gonna lead the Big Twelve in rushing. Two years in a row, yeah, just I'll, like last year. I'll
1: I'll take Bijan to lead in all those statistical categories, but again, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that they're going to turn it around and go ten and two at eleven and one.
0: Right, fair enough, fair enough.
1: I'm excited for the softball game tonight, man. Oh ten, yeah, ten minutes until uh, first pitch against TU.
0: Ten minutes until uh, run rule time.
1: Pretty much <laughs> OU minus seven and a half. So you're you're. Uh, you're giving the points. Yeah, though, I'm giving going to the go runs, ahead. I guess
0: I'm going to go ahead and take the over on that, considering um, what'd you say? Uh,
1: .67? .67 ERA as a yeah. team. I think Hope Troutline has a point one three ERA by herself, which leads college <laughs> softball, which is just nuts, amazing, and, right. and she's not even like mentioned. If I were to ask someone right, who are the best two to three pitchers in college softball, I don't think she'd get mentioned. You
0: know, you got Sander Cock. You've got. Um,
1: See how many you can name here
0: Montana Fouts. Uh huh. You've got Jordy Ball. Uh huh. Um, you got the girl out at Washington be playing you've got
1: actually that's that's good man that's that's four that's all you need that's all i need that's all you need i'm pretty impressed
0: okay and okay.
1: someone's been studying up here recently i know it got him a softball almanac
0: <laughs> <laughs> quick timeout. more from the rush coming up we'll wrap up the day next